Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents The Golden Guys. Thank you for being a nerd. Hosted by Rick, the Sussman Sussman, and Maximus, Chad Allen. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to the Golden Guys. No, not the IndyCast. No, not the... No, not Team Hammerfist presents Russell Crush whenever. It's it's this weird amalgamation show of me and Rick getting together to normally kind of look back and and fondly reminisce about things that have happened in the past. And that's kind of what today's episode is going to be, sort of. Um, as uh, I, I'm hoping we could look back and remember when wrestling used to be fun. Because I, I yeah I know right so. Um, because I, I don't know if it is anymore some days because of some of the whiny butthurt fans that are out there. Uh, I am Chad Allen, by the way. Uh, my co-host is always Rick the Sussman. Sussman, Rick, say hi. Hi, Rick. Yeah, so so um, I'll be honest. We, we kind of put this episode together a few days ago be, um, because of uh, an event that happened recently called All In was kind yes. of my my sticking point for wanting to put this episode together. Um, and Rick, did you get to see any of all in? Did you, did you watch any of the event at all? No, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, it's not really unfortunate, but recently my life has become like this never ending, uh, cavalcade of fun and ridiculous things. Um, and while that's fantastic, it's also left me with almost no time whatsoever, uh, in order to accomplish something as, as people, don't know because only you, me, Jesse, and Zach know this. Not five minutes ago, I was setting up my brand new TV that my wife got for her birthday. Ooh. Um, Well, that was after spending a nice day uh, at the doctor's office trying to figure out what's wrong with my knee. So it's it's been a a whirlwind. Now, that said, I've had enough time to go back and, you know, read over the reviews of All In and what appears to be one of the most just comprehensively fantastic weekends for professional wrestling. Um, fans in a very long time, which, of course, immediately was poo-pooed on and decided against uh, almost unanimously by a certain sect of our of our nerdship. So, well, that, I, that makes sense. And so, what had happened at this show? And for those of you that are listening to this who don't know what all in is, first off, welcome. I don't know how you found us, um, but <laughs> but thank you. Uh, All In was a probably I would say the largest independent wrestling event that's ever been put put together in the United States because I I don't want to even remotely try to guess international, um, but it was a eleven thousand seat arena that was filled to the rafters by uh, an event that was set up by the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, basically based off of something that Dave Meltzer had said online and Cody took it as a challenge. Um, that he could fill a 10,000-seat arena, uh, and they turned around and did it in about 30 minutes. Uh, they went ahead then and booked uh, some amazing matches, uh, you know, Cody winning the uh, NWA title from Nick Aldis, uh, Pentagon Jr. facing off against Kenny Omega, uh, Rey Mysterio and the Young Bucks in, in an amazing six-man tag match that ended the show. But... Uh, amidst of all of that, there was a bit of a follow-up of a storyline that was set up on the Young Bucks YouTube show called Be the Elite, 
where one uh, Joey Ryan, who I think we both admit we are probably fans of and would love to see more in person. Um, you, you can say that my uh, adoration for Joey Ryan is very thick and pulsating. There you go. Bing bong. Um, Thank you. But w- Joey Ryan was uh, was murdered on the show um, by by one hangman uh, hangman page uh, due to the worst case of penis envy we've ever seen in the world. Now, mind you, when the story, now, mind you, when the storyline was happening on be the elite, nobody seemed to have a care in the world. Uh, so then at the show itself, during hangman pages match with one Joey Janela, who we both despise, um, uh, one, Mr. Uh, one, one Mr. Joey Ryan came back from the dead, rose from the dead, if you will, erected yes. himself from the dead, if you will, um, <laughs> bing bong all of those, if you will, um, came out and uh, with a bunch of penis druids uh, in a in a bit of a, a cock druid in a bit of a in a bit of a takeoff on the Undertaker and uh, surprised one Hangman Page. And hit him with his dick flip and stuff like that. And for the most part, from what I could tell, the fans in the audience absolutely ate it up. Yeah. So then why did the whiny bastards come out the next day to, to complain about this this segment? This one segment on what it seems to be agreed on is a, an overall excellent show, which shows, you know, how strong wrestling is nowadays. Um. Well, I mean, if you want to get down to it, as far as I'm concerned, the reason why there was such negative backlash is because two reasons. One, I didn't think of it first, I being whoever it is that's upset about this. Right. And two, um, I need to get my mentions up. That's what I think is really what's happening. I don't think it has to do with... People being, um, you know, the the answer is, oh, they're killing the business. Yeah, sure, everything does. Uh, the business has not survived. Uh, the business didn't survive Gorgeous George, did it? So yeah, you know, nope. The business didn't survive Gorgeous George, Adrian Street, um, uh, the Gobbledygooker, um, the Red Rooster. Uh, you know, there, there's an entire page on the internet, which by the way, I love called wrestle crap. And if you've never been there, um, have time and time again, put up examples of things that were probably quote unquote, killing, killing wrestling at some point. Killed the business dead. And it killed it dead. And so either this business is being run by like, you know, a, a Highlander who, you know, is just waiting for the last person to take it, take a head off before they're, uh, you know, crown king of the universe or is being run by you know a zillion cats who have all just are slowly like lining up to take out their lives doesn't look like the business is dying anytime soon no i I would i would tend to agree i would think the business does not appear to be dead um in fact uh because of this one act specifically also if if i may before we really get into the death of the business and all that um the the giant who is now known as the Big Show once no soul being thrown off the top of a building. So Very true. Didn't kill the business. It apparently didn't kill him either. He came back at the oh. end of the show. So yeah, I don't know the true reason, Chad. I, I would love to tell you I did. I would love to be able to give you a this is why this happened and this is why it's going to continue to happen. But frankly, I don't know. 
and and more so, I'm not sure I care. I, these people are always going to want their, you know, want their pub. They're always going to want their, oh, how could you? Was anyone really tweeting about it at the time it happened? Uh, other than probably that it was hysterical, no, I don't. I mean, I'm sure there might have been one or two, but it feels like all the butt hurt comes out like the day after. Right, because somebody probably said, oh, this is terrible, and then a whole bunch of yes men all nodded in unison and agreed how smart they were. Right. Or something and, like that. And, and and I think I said online at one point on one of our social medias here that the part that makes me laugh the hardest is a lot of the people that are like, oh my God, this is killing the business, are also some of the same people that clamor for the Attitude Era, which if you took this bit and put it into the Attitude Era, it would fit in beautifully. I mean, picture perfect, that is an Attitude Era bit. Same with like a a lot of people bitching, this is a while ago, but when um, Paul Heyman played Paul Bearer, during yes. the CM Punk feud, and a bunch of people got really whiny about that, and oh, how could you? The man died, and blah blah blah. But again, if done in the Attitude Era, would have fit right in. So, do people really want the Attitude Era back, or do they just want the rose-colored glasses vision of what they had the Attitude Era was, even though what they think it was and what they're dreaming for is not actually what it was? Joey Ryan walking out with a bunch of penises is what it was. Paul Heyman dressed up as a dead man is what it was. Yes, there was some great stuff with, like, The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H and stuff like that. Fine. But you also have to remember, at one point, DX came out in blackface to play the the nation. That's... And it was considered one of the greatest moments in wrestling history at the time. Right. That's what the Attitude Era was. So I, 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 I'm gobsmacked some days on why why this isn't, you know, why some people are so upset about this. Well, it has to be, it has to be simpler than what, is, what it appears to be. Because for it not to be as simple as, and as obvious as it is, it means that we can't figure this out. And while you and I are by no means rogue scholars, we are not the dumbest people on the face of the earth. Jesse is not on the show. <laughs> There's, thank you. Um, you'll be mad at me for that. Uh, but he'll live. <laughs> I'll tell him he lived. <laughs> so there's got to be a reason, right? There's got to be. This can't just be, you know. It has to be more. There, there's got to be more to this. Like I'm begging for someone to tell me there's more to this because if this is really it, oh man. Oh, man. Right. I don't know if I could keep doing this. Well, I don't know if I could keep caring. Well, and and here's another example that I, that I kind of wanted to bring up, and I had a comparison point on this one here, um, and it's one, obviously, we're very close to, so I, I understand we might come out a little biased on this one. Um, but obviously, Effie just recently had a match with Izzy and um, Leva Bates, for the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Internet title, of which uh, Izzy won. And the next day, people either loved it, which, you know, obviously we we thought would be the case, especially the people that were in the the event center with us, and some people were downright angry about it, including some very, you know, big names in the wrestling scene, people that are signed to major contracts to companies. Yeah. 
came out to be against it, which just caused more people to come out against it. And then I asked at one point of time, why is what Izzy did with Effie any different than what Omega did in Japan with the nine-year-old girl that he fought? Where, where's the difference? Recently, I, was at a, I was at a party where, um, oh God, it, I believe it's Suzuki. It was it Suzuki. Who was the craziest guy, in, uh, the crazy, awesome, crazy guy in Japan? I forget his name. You're probably talking Minoru, Minoru Suzuki, who is the baddest man on the planet. The bad, the absolute baddest man, and, and one of the most interesting people to listen to. If you're looking for any kind of interest in, you know, wrestling history, you would you would want to talk to him, right? Um, uh, evidently, and I don't know if this is true or not. I just was told this. He once fought a child as well, uh, in so much as he threw a little girl off his uh, back in the middle of the ring with like a very vicious judo throw, right? So, um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, people are going to say, well, that's Japan, and, and we don't condone that because Japan is nuts. And, okay, sure. I, but at some point, you're going to have to just accept one of the two answers, and it's either you're mad about something and you don't want to admit it, or maybe this wasn't that big a deal and you can't admit it. And I don't know which one's worse, because I'm not making either statement. I thought what Omega did was 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 funny, and I thought the little girl took some hella hellacious bumps and good on her. Right. And I thought the match between Izzy and Effie was one of the safest, and if I'm honest, dullest matches I've ever seen when Izzy was in the ring. I mean, it was awesome, but it was awesome because everyone in the crowd was, that's what it was. Everyone in the crowd was in on the joke. You were in on it. I was in on it. We were all in on it. But it didn't matter. <laughs> right. Because we were happy to be in on it. We were, we were in on it right up until the end of the match because none of us knew the punchline. Uh, I'd oh, like to well, I'd like to spoil I'm that a little bit. Well aware, uh, <laughs> it did not catch me off guard. In no, no, and, and no, and you can't hear you can't hear Yumi and Jesse at all on the the taping of it itself, uh, talking about how shocked we were. <laughs> and I believe the uh, the battle cry is what what have what have we created? I, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Yeah. So, I I don't know why people are so angry. Um, my only thought is that they are angry for the sake of being upset. That's really it. That's all I got. Are we really dealing with people that are angry just for the joy of being angry, though? That really, like, bothers me a little bit that, that we're saying that, that that is the case. Because, and I don't know, and again, maybe I'm putting on my own rose-colored glasses here, but, like, I remember, you know, when I got into wrestling back in, like, between, like, 83 and 86 was probably, like, my real main time of really as a youth getting into wrestling, um, you know, D Dusty Rhodes was getting his eye almost jabbed out with a, with the road warrior spike. Baby doll was getting slapped on national television by Tully Blanchard, who was, you know, letting, letting baby doll know that he owned her, you know, hook line and sinker type deal. Um, yeah, you know, that was certainly a worse time. <laughs> right. But like, these things that, you know, the, the storylines are looked back and, and I still look back at them, even though like I can say, God, that was, that was vicious or that was horrible or that was whatever. I can still look back and remember a sense of fun in all of it, that there was an enjoyment to it all that, yeah, Hulk Hogan got beaten up by earthquake on the brother love set, but it was still fun and you know it was still interesting it was still fun you know things like roddy piper busting up the the flower shop nowadays would almost be looked at as as somewhat quaint and ridiculous but at the time 
was like it just you know you had to see television. So I'll take, I'll take you one step forward for, uh, further. Pardon me. Could you imagine the blowback if someone hit an ethnic person in the head with a coconut in this day and age? Right. Or you know, if someone covered up a murder for twenty five or thirty years? That yeah. Well, Jesus. Wow. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> but. But I, and and I. And I don't know what I like. I said, it, it, and like I said, and this was the question I kind of wanted to bring up. And I was, uh, you know, and I hope when people listen to this, maybe they've got their own ideas of what's what's caused the chaos right now. What what's caused this to be so negative in a time when I I haven't seen wrestling be better, the, you know, other than looking through those rose colored glasses. I mean. The, the stuff that the Young Bucks and them just put on was a, a, a show where, like, everybody could, for the most part, find something they liked out of that show. Ring of Honor in New Japan just sold out Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania is still doing great, and a lot of the independent wrestlers we were fans of are now getting major contracts on WWE because they're starting to realize that those are the people they should be looking at. And because of that, that's opened up the independent scene to create new, more inter- more interesting talent to go with. Well, and, and to that end, we have shows now on uh, streaming services like Punk, uh, not Punk Pro, I'm sorry, hopefully Punk Pro. Uh, I was going to say uh, Dojo Pro is on Amazon, right? which is a wrestling program that you've never heard of unless you happen to have Amazon. But then there's also BN Sports, which has uh, MLW. And right. all of this is, is because the WWE has had such a stranglehold on wrestling that wrestling fans went elsewhere for their their fix. And that's okay, because it's created more wrestling. And isn't that the point? Right. Or is the point to just fit into your headcanon forever, because you need to be right? And that that's a great point. Why does, you know, and I guess the, the thing is, if, if you've got something on one show here, if you've got something on, on an overall show that's not your cup of tea, I don't understand why the reaction is not to go, well, that's not my thing. Let me go watch this over here then. If you don't like, you know, if you're a fan of like blood and guts, like deathmatch wrestling, hey, guess what? That's not my cup of tea. So I don't watch deathmatch wrestling. It's fine if you like it. If you want to go to an IWA Mid-South show, if you want to go to Combat Zone's King of Death, if you want to go to the Nick Gage Invitational, and don't get me wrong, I keep track of all of these shows happening, mostly because I run an independent wrestling podcast, You know, but so I got to kind of know what's going on on them, but I'm never going to go out of my way to necessarily buy a ticket for it. Um, Like we talked about on the on the Megapod a little while ago. Yes, I brought Shelly to like combat zone shows, but the last one I brought her to, the only reason I set foot in there was because it was their best of the best tournament, which is the best wrestler in combat zone. And our friend David Starr was in the tournament, which definitely didn't hurt things. But. Like, but like the, the overall, like, you know, light tube smashing broken glass barbed wire thing isn't necessarily my bag, baby. So I just don't watch it. I don't tell everybody in deathmatch wrestling why I think that's wrong. So I just don't understand why other fans like, like, so, so you don't tell people that they're wrong to like something. It's not your thing. You don't want to do that. You want people to enjoy what they enjoy, whether or not you enjoy it or not. Right. To that end, you will never be someone that is going to complain. 
it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be that person. So in a roundabout way, we will never truly, truly know what these folks are going through or why they feel the way they feel about whatever it is they're feeling about. We just won't know. We can't. And I don't know if that's, I mean, that's not a, really a failing on us, but also, like, I like to put myself in the head of whomever it is I'm trying to analyze. Like, why, why are you the way you are? What, what is it that need, you need to happen in order to be who you became, et cetera, et cetera? I, I can't do that with these guys because I don't know what it is they're on. I just like going, like, somebody asked me, do you like, you know, what do you like most about wrestling right now? And I, I said, I like being able to go to shows like Punk Pro, like um, uh, 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 Total Punk, small, tiny shows in the most part that I get to just sit and grin and be happy about. I, I found out about Gary J because I went to Punk Pro, who's apparently kind of a big deal. And I didn't know anything about Gary J or War Horse and the fact that his gear looks very reminiscent to Soul Eater. I didn't know anything about <laughs> I'm happy I do. Happy now. Well, and, and, and it's very interesting because, like, this week on the Indie Cast, we interviewed um, Tony Fest, the guy who runs Fest Wrestling. And runs the Fest Music Show, uh, the Fest Music Festival. And, like, him talking about how he's taken, like, he's run his shows like a DIY punk show and not like a, you know, necessarily a wrestling show. And when everybody tells him, hey, listen, this is what you should be doing because this is a wrestling show. And he basically goes, "Uh, no, fuck you. That's not what I'm doing. I'm going to do it like this because that's cool to me. And the audience recognizes that and goes with it, you know, is is the type of thing that I think we need more of out there. But I just don't know why, like, you know, why some people just won't latch on to that idea that, hey, that's fun. We should just go try to have fun with it. So I just don't think they want to. I think more than anything, they are desperate to be right. It doesn't necessarily be not about anything in particular but just desperate to be right. You know, so if someone decides up out of nowhere that they're going to be angry about something, then the right answer is to join them, especially if that person, whomever that may be, is a prominent name in the world of professional wrestling of some variety. Well, uh, go ahead and finish up, because you're going to segue me here, too. Please, 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 please. I was just going to expand upon that. Yeah, and like, so, and, and... Kind of the type of people you're mentioning right now that I seem to hear a lot of are actually people that two guys that tend to actually hate each other completely, but both seem to be really weirdly on this bandwagon that causes a lot of this problem. That's Jim Cornette and Vince Russo, who both are almost the deities on either side of the God doesn't wrestling suck nowadays. And instead of like trying to find what I do like, I'm just going to bitch about the bad stuff you know, side of the situation here. And that like, because Russo is very much like the, Oh, you know, back in the attitude era type setup and Cornette's definitely the, you know, back in the eighties when, you know, we were doing scaffold matches and, uh, you know, are, are part of the reason. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question based mm-hmm. on Cornette and uh, Russo there. Why do I got to impress these guys? 
I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I understand the respect for both for both. Well, okay, I don't totally res- understand the respect for Russo because he's a dick. Um, Cor- Cornette, you know, Jim Cornette was and is um, easily one of the top ten managers of of all time. I'm easily glad to put him up there for that. Um, he was an, he's an amazing talent. He's got an amazing mind for the business. I don't think he doesn't. I just think the mind he has for the business is from 30 years ago. And I think just so much has changed and he hasn't that it's caused some sort of like vacuum of hatred that he just keeps kind of expounding and expounding and expounding. Um, Which is weird because we both, well, I, actually, I can't say this for certain. I am a giant Botchamania guy. Oh, my God. I am there A number one as soon as it rolls out. I've almost given Matthew money. Almost. Poor. But I love Botchamania so much. What about you? Do you like Botchamania? I do. I haven't watched it in a bit, but whenever I come across it, I definitely like sitting down and, and giving it a giving it a viewing because uh, the work Matthew does is, is absolutely amazing. So. is, you know, one of the Mount Rushmore of Botchamania. Like, a cornet face is, is so integral to Botchamania, right? Right. So, what happened? Did, did we did we stop and, and forget that Jim Cornette is also kind of a bastard? Or is maybe Jim Cornette, like, is he so concerned with, you know, keeping the business alive that he doesn't understand that the business is more alive than ever? It's just not the way he wants it to be. Right. I think it's definitely. I think it's definitely the second. The funny part is, I think a lot of people look at Jim Cornette as a bastard and all that stuff. As like, I think a lot of people seem to think maybe that's a gimmick. And I think part of it might be. I think he puts some of it on a little bit more, but I think some of it's just he's a bastard, and people don't actually realize how much of a bastard he is until it's like way in their face, and it's like, whoa, no, he's really a bastard. What is all this? So. Right. I too am a bastard, and anyone who listens to me long enough would, would recognize that. Right. So I, I, I don't know, and, and like, and Cornette, interestingly enough, went off on another thing where, um, you know, Dan Barry and Colt Cabana and, um, Dick Justice, um, and another person I forget who the fourth is, and I apologize, had a little bit at a at an independent show here recently where they had, like, a finger gun standoff. Right. And I know I've watched the video. Once again, this is one of the things I think it's funny because it's something new and it's something it's something different. It's not something you've seen on every show. It's not like Effie had said when we had him on the, the Megapod that's not like, you know, guy in tights one versus, you know, creator wrestler two. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's something new and interesting. But Jim Cornette could not wait to take a dump on it because, of course, all of like the and again, it might be the same people, all these people who just don't like anything that's kind of different or funny or fun or interesting in wrestling immediately send the video to Cornette so that he can go ranting on it. And I just don't understand why he can't look at something like that or or why some of these fans can't look and like I said, go not my cup of tea, but I'm glad the, the fans in the audience look like they're having fun. Well, you sort of you sort of hit the nail on the head. It's because they run they want to run to Uncle Jimmy so that they so that they can. I love Jesse Long. This is a known thing. Um, 
But he and I are a team. We've been a team for a very, very, very long time. And as much as I love Jesse, sometimes I have to remind him that he and I are not that big a deal. Right. We really truly aren't. So when uh, the when the Izzy thing, when she won our belt, our belt, um, happened, and Jesse was really excited because he thought that the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network would get tons and tons of pub because of it, I had to politely remind him that we are tertiary to this. Right. <laughs> um, the same could be said for Cornette fans. People who want Uncle Jimmy to, you know, dote upon them and tell them how great they are. They think that when he retweets them, it's because he's retweeting them. Like, he's looking directly at them, and they're saying, yeah, yeah, look how cool I am. He don't care. He never cared. You might use your you might use your, your your video as a way to promote his, but it's not like he's going and saying, "Hey, thanks, Wrestling Man Forty Eight. Right. You are the best thing that ever happened to pro wrestling because you pointed out this really hilarious moment." But they think that, so they need that. They need that. They gotta have it. Got to. And though, by the way, I do completely agree that the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network completely tertiary in the whole Izzy thing. I would like to yes. thank everybody for for making the uh, the Izzy episode of the IndieCast the most listened to episode on on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network ever. Thank you for that. Now, mind you, that's not thousands of listens, but take my advice: any step in the direction is a step in the right one to me. So now, I'm with you. I'm with you. now let's see. Now the trick positive. now the trick will be is let's see how many of them we actually retain the next week. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say a hot zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, don't worry. Take my advice. When we did the uh, when Shelly did her Shelly and Luna did their um real housewives of, of the IndieCast episode, um right. that was way up there in one of the most listened to episodes that we've ever had on the network. And then I did my news and commentary the week after it and lost everybody again. It was right back to where we normally are. So it's like, yep, that's <laughs> I see how this works. Okay, good to know. So I expect nothing against Fest Wrestling next week, by the way, or that's up probably right now as you're listening to this. Go listen to my Fest interview. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I get a feeling we'll probably be, won't be nearly as exciting as the uh, that last episode with Izzy was. But <laughs> Well, what do you expect? Yeah, well, so. It's okay. Right. It's, it's okay, though. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. It truly, truly isn't. And it's important to remember that because so many people don't. They want to be the center of attention. And they think that by, by you know, invoking the name of Jim Cornette or something that they're somehow going to mean more. And this, I truly believe, is what you're seeing play out. These people who have nothing better to do but to shit all over somebody else's product is because they think that they matter. And you know what? We all matter if we have our own little voices on the on the radio. Look, you and I matter. We matter as much to whoever's listening. Right. And that's okay. You don't gotta go nuts. You you don't. You actually don't. You don't have to. It's totally fine. So, well, in con- in conclusion on this one here, Rick, I think we we both basically. I think I think I can speak for both of us when I say, if you don't like something, when it comes to wrestling. That's fine. And you can even vocalize it once if you really want to. But don't hype on it. Don't harp on it. If if like voice your displeasure and and then move on because ultimately for those of us that did enjoy it, we don't give a shit what you think. Just like you don't care that we liked it. It's fine. 
move on from it. Find something that you do like and tell me about that. Cause maybe you might, you know, I'm hope I'm always hoping that when I show somebody that, you know, Hey, look at this cool thing that happened, that there's a chance that somebody else might go who, who wouldn't have watched that previously go, you know what? You're right. That is pretty cool. I'd like to see more of that and enjoy it with enjoy it with us. But if ultimately you look at that and go, nope, that's dumb, but I'm going to go watch this over here. Hey, great. Have a great time. You know, my, my wife used to watch frickin' Duck Dynasty. Okay, that's horrible. Have fun watching it. I'm going to go upstairs. So. I don't know if that's quite the same thing, but I see where you're going. Yeah. So. Let's just, so. I, I would love to get to a place in pro wrestling as, as a pro professional wrestling nerd, as we love to call ourselves, where we can, you know, okay. Do you know what the Mirror of NXT started as? Like, do you know what it really, its whole existence was? Uh, no, tell the story, because I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this. It was a one-off gag, um, because I kept going to all the shows, and somebody in the crowd decided, like, what are you, the mayor of this place? You're here all the time. And Jesse happened to be there, and that's basically where it came from. But the idea was a member of the crowd who was essentially a plant, even though they weren't a plant. Someone who was so aware of what pro wrestling is supposed to be, that they know when to chant, sometimes they say funny things during the dull parts, they keep people in in the show. And that's where, the, and, and the mayor gimmick spawned the professional wrestling nerd gimmick, which is, you got to be able to go to a show and enjoy yourself, and if you're really, really smart, if you're really good, and you love pro wrestling, you're going to do it in a way to show other fans that they can do it too. Right. Because, as we love saying on my other podcast, those two jerks about uh, uh, baseball, the goal is to just stay open. And if, if, we are, if we are honest with ourselves and we're actually wrestling fans, the goal should be to create more wrestling fans, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's the only way the business will continue to thrive the way it is. Right. So instead of being just endlessly negative about your experiences and your times and all of these things, you could, in fact, be endlessly positive. If something, if something on the show looked great to you, you should, you should mention that. If something didn't look that great to you, let it go. Nobody, nobody's going to hurt. No one's going to go to bed and sad because you didn't vocalize your displeasure with something. Right. You can just do that. Right. Otherwise, you end up being a curmudgeon old guy who is probably too old to be at these shows to begin with, and then you're just angry all the time and hoping that somebody is listening, begging for someone to listen to you. Right. Anyone, please. We're looking at you, Jim Cornette. So. <laughs> we are. So, totally, totally looking directly at you. So, okay, well, Rick, I feel, I don't know about you, but I feel a little cleansed now. I feel like I've gotten that out of my system uh, in 35 minutes or so, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if we've got, and like you said, I don't think we're ever going to come up with the answer of, of why this is, but I'm hoping that maybe more and more people will start to kind of look at like, why are they being negative about it? And why does everybody else have to be miserable with them? And maybe look into finding a way to turning it into something more positive, because I think you're absolutely right. That's what brings more people in to join our wrestling nerd you know, lifestyle, which I, I think is a fun one when you give it a chance, but so many people just want to be angry. I don't, I don't understand it. So. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate, but 
you know, until we find a way that we can make people as happy to just be there. And maybe they need to evolve too. But we do have our yard, and we can tell people to get the hell off. That's right. Until next time, then, everybody. Rick just hit us with it. So uh, I am uh, Maximus, Chad Allen. And Rick forgot who he was. He is Rick the Sussman Sussman. Oh, I, always, I always do this. I, I'm, <laughs> so used to, I'm so used to having somebody else call it out for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, take, take two. Use take two. Take two. I am the Sussman Rick Sussman. By the way, we're totally keeping this part in. I hope you know we're not, not going to have Zach edit a thing. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would be ashamed if you did. Thank you. So... <laughs> Uh, and, and like Rick said, until next time, everybody, get off our lawn.